0: I am flustered, I am confused, I'm sweating a little bit and I'm in a tizzy. And no, it's not because I had a run in with your local Karen, it's because I tried despite my strong will to avoid it. I thought to myself, it's a new year, new beginnings. Let's go on this voyage and let's go in the trenches. Of the world unexplored, but not so explored. What did I do? I tried to upload my first TikTok, and I feel like it was a fail. And I'm if this is any indication of how the new year is gonna go, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Like, why is this so hard? Everybody and their mom. You guys know how I feel about this superficial. Bullshit talk, and everybody and their mom was like, "You have to go on here. You're gonna make us splash." And so I thought to myself, you know, stop being a stubborn old man and just get on there and hit him with your best shot. And this shit was already. A flop like the taxes because they put all these little logos on everything and then it fucks up your tech. You know what? It's a whole situation. But despite all of this, despite again, like I guess it is on brand because it still is 2021. And like we're trying and we're not even being thrown a bone. So I guess it's on brand. But you know what? Despite all that, we are going to pick ourselves up. We're going to rise from the ashes once again. Okay and I appreciate you, all of you who recommended that I do TikTok. You know what? Like my future TikTok career, and actually like the winter Olympics that are being held in February, conveniently the day after my birthday, but where? In China like all of these uncertainties i really don't know how this app is going to go but no i appreciate all of you who really were like you you got to go on there like get on the tiktok train and you know me like a grumpy old grandma i was like no, I can't be bothered. I can't have time. And like I said, I thought, why hold yourself back? How maybe I'll even join a dating app. Honestly, everything is like, maybe I'll start selling photos of my feet online. I don't know. It's anyone's guess. It's all thrown out the window because bitch, it's about to be 2022. And despite TikTok cock blocking us, we are sailing into new beginnings. So I haven't done much preparation clearly for this episode. So like I said, it's uncertain, it's unknown, but then again, what is isn't Okay, you know, like COVID, we're just gonna keep like mutating, trying new things, trying to bring us all together and like really keep us on our toes, okay? So here we go, we're getting this setting off and we are in part three of the cancel me baby end of 2021 shit show. And you know really how on brand is this for us today? I wouldn't expect it to go of any other way. Like after shitting on TikTok for like 2 plus years, you know, 2 years on this podcast, like it's gonna give me an easy go. I don't think so. TikTok is laughing at me and it's like karma is a bitch, sweetheart. You know, you work hard, but our algorithm and our text maneuvers work harder. So try again and stop talking shit on us. Okay. So we are here. This is cancel me baby. Welcome to this day. And like I said, it's part three of the end of year three parter, the trilogy that we may or may not have asked for. And if you're listening to my show for the first time, you know what, bedside manners, you know, may or may not be my thing. You know, I know in real life they are, but on the show, I just put like my savage alter ego on. I am from New England, so I don't like small talk, but here's the show and we're gonna dive right into it. So catch up, okay? Read the description of what it's about in my Spotify and get up to date. Okay, I'm going to give some predictions because I feel like I've proven my psychic abilities to be true. So I'm going to give some predictions for what is going to go down in 2022. I really don't mean to keep rhyming. But you know what? I'm just, you know, I'm a Shadamas protege. And I guess now I'm a Busta Rhymes protege. So get with it. Okay. So here are some things like off the top of my head. More definitions changing. <laughs> like Webster's Dictionary. Poof! Overnight the tooth fairy had her way with it because his, her there, I don't give a fuck way with it because definitions are changing. Like, I bet you they're going to change the definition of science. You just wait for it. Like the day you wake up and the day you see that is a day to remember. Okay. I think that like, this is just a summary and then we're going to get into specific things. Like, I think there's going to be even more chaos. Again, the TikTok situation was just a premonition for what's to come. Shouldn't even be surprised. And look like, I know that you want me to be all optimistic and shit. And I am optimistic like in my personal life, I am doing things to start new beginnings. I think we all need a clean slate, but like, let's be real. Okay. There's just some shit that's going to go down and, you know, in certain ways I'm a realist. So I think there's going to be even more of this culture war. There's going to be, we're going to see even more insane shit. Like, by the way, I posted this to my Instagram. But I saw a story of a man who gave birth to a child and then on top of it had the audacity to hold the child on their chest like a woman, you know, like those women, like we see it all the time because people like feel the need to post every literally every time they take a shit, but it's fine Um, of women, you know, uh, with the baby on their chest, like right after giving birth. And this is why we are in such a messed up time, because it's like you can't even acknowledge stuff like this without being labeled, you know, like you're like you're excluding people or you're insensitive or you're this or you're that or you're a phobe of this or you're intolerant of that. And that's not what it is. But to me, I find this incredibly disrespectful to women. Why? Because that is our God given right literally to bring life into this world. My microphone almost just did a backflip. Okay. All through the, since the beginning of time, our strength, our resilience to literally the pain, okay. To push a child out of our vaginal canal. I'm sorry if that's graphic, but are you kidding for men biological or not? To be over here, right? Taking that and just like hopping on and taking it like it's theirs and like they suddenly can do this. This is to me, not okay. Disrespectful to women. So, okay, we're gonna see even more confusing stuff like that. Okay, like I said, I think the culture wars are gonna... Like divide even more. And I think because people are going to dig their heels in, I think that we're going to see even more outlandish, more obscure, more crazy shit on both sides, on all sides, because people are going to try to prove their point. What else is on my list here? Oh, we're going to keep like having amnesia, bending rules, like not making sense. Like, you know what I mean? I know we're all exhausted, but it's not like if this clock is going to strike midnight and the fairy godmother is going to come and make all of this go away. It's just not like go away faster than a classic Cinderella story where the girl is in the dungeon. She wants the guy, but now we can't have that because God forbid you're like the shoulder thing I'm doing. Cause I'm so enthusiastic. God forbid a girl wanna guy these days. Like, no, we can't. She has to be a fierce, independent woman who don't need no man. Like, literally, oh my God, Disney what? Disney rolling in their grave. So actually, this is a perfect segue into what was going to be my first topic today because I feel like it piggybacks perfectly on where we ended the episode. That was earlier this week, part two of the predictions, because we talked in that episode about like male roles, masculinity, and like social interaction and how there is none and how this is a true story. But a woman just said that she was groped and sexually assaulted digitally in the metaverse. Okay, so just let that be in your brain. So, okay, yeah, just do with that information what you will, okay. So we ended with that and I also posted a clip from that episode in which I'm talking about the idea that it's so ironic. And it's like, yet again, the woke is confused, right? Because they're so gung ho about like feminist rights and issues and protecting women and all this. But then they do all this kooky shit like have men pose in a bunny costume on Playboy. And this is where it's like, again, it's confusing to me because you are trying so hard to be like, no women fought for this, but then you're like, here you go, men, take it, take it away. Take the baton and run with it, I guess in a figure eight, like what I don't, I don't understand. Like it was supposed to be, you know, an iconic liberating moment for women's expression and sexuality, but it's like, we're just going to, pass that on a silver platter with hors d'oeuvres on new year's eve to men like i'm so confused are you protecting women are you protecting men trying to be like women honestly i think you are all confused so let's dive into this because a lot of you may be wondering you know where is all of this going like this interactivity or lack thereof yet again to you know with gender and the way like we act with each other and separately in our roles and all this. Okay. So I was thinking a lot about this because I posted that clip and you guys really loved it. And I thought to myself, you know, I advocate like I do in the last episode for men and women in certain arenas to stay in their lanes. And the examples I bring up in that episode are sports and are things like Playboy, right? Like, let us just be in our lanes so we could actually show ourselves to the world in the way that we have fought so hard for, okay? Whether it be pumping iron, whether it be putting on a G-string. Now, I thought to myself, is this contradictory though? Because I often, I will talk about how Hollywood does this thing where it separates men from women a lot. And you know what? It just pisses me the hell right off, And I thought to myself, hold on, is that contradictory? Is it contradictory that in one minute you're like, no, no, no. Can we keep things separate, please, please? But then in the other, you're like, why are you separating us? It's not doing a service to us. And here's an example. I get these invites all the time still from stuff going on in LA, okay? And if you're just catching up, I used to be a red carpet reporter and entertainment journalist in Los Angeles. Hello and welcome to the day. So I get these invites all the time. And I used to cover these events all the time. And like I think variety just had one, right? And it's like Power Women Summit. And they'll have different celebrities and business women and influencers and CEOs give speeches and talk about how to succeed as a woman, a woman, whether it be in entertainment, whether it like I said, business marketing, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever your field may be like, sky's the limit girls, man. I feel like a woman, you know what I mean? Like go Shania. And so what I, what I didn't like about them then, and what I still don't like about them now, I'm like, you guys, I just feel like this is counterproductive because you guys are pissing and moaning about being like suppressed in a way and not catching up, which just feels counterintuitive because number one, it just, Fuels the fire of women feeling like they're some kind of victim, which you know I can't stand. But it's also like you're in a room playing ring around the rosy, complaining about this to each other. Like, you know, and they may not overtly be like, oh, men, patriarchy, blah, blah. Some of them are. But I'm like, if you really feel that way, girl, why don't you tell them? You're just telling other women, rallying them up, and then allowing them to believe this falsehood that. They really aren't in control of their own lives and that they have to do all this shit and able to, in order to get opportunity and in order to succeed and thrive. And I don't like that. You know, I posted this to my Instagram story the other day. And again, I was like, how is this equality? If anything, get the men in there. You know, at least like I want to be, and I had so many of you say what I say, which is like, throw me in with the men in business and leadership in opportunity, whatever it is and show that I can do better. I don't need to be coddled and be, you know, you know, breastfed and or person fed, whatever the fuck these people call it these days, atrocity and be treated with kid gloves. Like I don't need to be coddled, you know, throw me in with the men, you know? But then I had other people be like, you know what? I feel like it's necessary. And these are people in media in this kind of business. And they said, you know what? Until women are, you know, equal or on the same playing field, I feel like this kind of thing is necessary. And I thought to myself, like, are we not on the same playing field though? Like, again, this is what I don't like. I would rather hear I would rather have women and especially young women who have aspirations in business and in media and entertainment to hear stories that are like, no, I'm not under anyone's thumb. I can do anything I want. Look at all of these women who got soared to great heights and never once complained. Like that to me inspires me more. Again, not all of them are overtly like, you know, it's patriarchy. Oh, this guy and that guy, but a lot of them are. And if they're not, it's kind of like the underlying thing. Like you get the gist, you get the gist when you're in there. Okay. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. And after actually later, lucky for you, we're going to go to space. But before that, Okay so this is where I I'm not down with that and a good example of this like I would love to see these summits and these conferences with everybody in a big old mishmash together so we can actually communicate effectively and you're not in an echo chamber crying with your other sisters okay we've had it you have the sorority for that okay go back to alpha phi and have a good time and complain about the guy who broke your heart blah 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 we have things to do here sweetheart like we have shit to get done okay doesn't do us any service complaining, going in circles to each other. Nonetheless, there are no men here who can hear you. So I thought to myself, first of all, I'm like, I kind of want to like make a first of it. Maybe there are, I mean, you guys let me know. They're probably like boring, you know, tech conferences are no shade, but, but who do this, but that bring everybody in on the fold together. So it's not just women talking to their blue in the face going round and round, like, you know, crying. Like little red riding hood here. I mean, honestly about the big, bad wolves, like the big, bad boogeyman wolf, who is your boss, like get over it or become the boss, honey. Okay. But a good example of this, actually, I was listening to Erica Nardini. She's a CEO of Barstool. And I was listening to her podcast. It's called Token CEO. Cause she's the CEO Barcel, Yes. Like I said, rocket science. And she, I thought this was really clever. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about because we never hear this kind of thing. So she actually had her staff and male employees kind of interview her and have these conversations on her end of year show. And I thought it was really refreshing because I'm like, damn, we don't really hear people talk like this. Like she even asked, you know, what can I do better as a CEO or where do you feel like we missed the mark this year or what did well? And I'm like, wow, this never happens. Like who would have thought, you know what I mean? Communication station, like I'm getting off of this stop. And further, what I thought was interesting is they, she had one of the head guys of uh, Barstool say to her. You know, obviously, it's like awkward because who wants to critique their boss on a huge podcast, nonetheless? You know, you're going to be like, you're over communicative. You are just doing just dandy. Like, who? Oh my God, it is so awkward. Or when a boss asks you, like, what can you do better at? You know, what are your weaknesses or your flaws? And you're like, I'm always early to work. I'm too early. Like, I beat the mailman here. You know what I mean? It's just like so awkward. But he says to her, In a roundabout way, because again, like how uncomfortable, but he says, I wish that you were almost a little more upfront as like a Dave Portnoy. Right. Or, or kind of like, weren't so nice to us. And that is a problem. Like I'm guilty of that too, that women have in business, right. Kind of beating around the bush, our own bush. I mean, sure. Like not being direct, not being, you know, critical enough. Cause guys have no problem. They just take their dick out and they're like, here's what you need to do better, bitch. You know? And I've had bosses from all walks of life, you know, all sexual, sexual orientations, genders, colors, you name it. And this remains to be true, but in a good way. And I've talked about this before, but I actually prefer male bosses to female because women are so petty. And again, like this is a sidebar, but because we're in this era of like, you can't say anything bad about women, otherwise you're a bad woman. We can't address this. Hence the pettiness goes on and on. You know what I mean? Like Bohemian Rhapsody on your radio. It just keeps going. But at least that with that one, I'm having a fun time. You know what I mean? And I'm enjoying myself. Like with this- I just want to go and like throw myself in front of a school bus. So that I thought was interesting because it's like, huh, we never get to see that being hashed out. And that's like a real difference, right? Between men and women in leadership or whatever, that a bunch of girls in a room, you know, scissoring the mic together isn't going to accomplish. Okay. So this got me thinking then like, okay, so in that realm, I, I, you know, I don't like the separation. I don't think that's equality. I think equality is showing like we can, we will, and we must with everybody else. And you don't need to put everybody, you know, women in their own separate room, you know, but how come this logic of separation, if you will, applies when it comes to things like expressing yourself in Playboy, right. Or, or on the cover of Playboy, I should say, I don't mind. I mean, I don't know, whatever. In my issue of Playboy, if you don't know, And that's the thing too, with my, my issue, right? So I pitched a feature and it featured other female journalists. And it, the point was to prove this very thing. And I know you're like, bitch, we've heard it before, but it really, it was to prove this very thing of not being put in a box. And I will have you believe that we were, so we were in the 65th anniversary issue on free speech, fittingly. And the feature in the print issue before hours is Ezra Miller, Miller, the actor in drag, like in a dress, you know what I mean? And that I'm like, you know, I don't know if it really bugs me again, like the Harry Styles dress thing, by the way, he's shaking and he's shaking not only at Ezra Miller doing this, but I, on my Instagram feed the other day, saw a picture of Patrick Swayze before he passed again, rest his soul in a dress, like in drag, I think he had a l- little lipstick and the comments were en fuego. They were like, Billy Porter is shaking. Okay. Harry Styles is shook. So I don't like, it. does it bug me a little bit? Yes. But the cover, like the prime real estate, again, symbolizing everything Playboy was about, which is women owning their sexuality and their female feminine Expression and power in a time when everyone wanted to put them in the box of Betty Crocker, otherwise, they were a whore. Like, that is what again it's, and I said, then it's like, can women have anything? It's like, all oh, that symbolizes we're going to pass that to men because right now it's a big mishmash where, like I said, they're trying to wash, you know, womanhood away or make it obsolete or make it so everybody can do it or make it so it's not special or make it that it's so special that we're victims now. Like Newsflash, the reason we're doing this episode is about to be a new year. And that new year, in fact, is 2022. It is not 1956. So get with the times, own your power and quit complaining. But this is where, again, it's like, where does this take us to how men and women interact? And I know that this is all about predictions, but part of me was like, I don't even know what to predict because this whole thing is a clusterfuck. You know what also got me thinking about this the other day? So the other night I couldn't decide what to watch. And so I was like, you know, let's pretend it's a better, simpler time and pretend I'm watching TR but not, and I just went down this rabbit hole of watching all these music videos on YouTube. I mean, honestly, like 12 year old me, Giddy and jumping for joy. And I was watching videos by Doja Cat for whatever reason, it just brought me there. I like Doja Cat, like, no qualms with Doja. Okay. But I thought this was a perfect, like, microcosm of what's going on right now because I feel like Doja Cat is taking the baton that people like Madonna and Janet Jackson started. And that bitch is running full tilt. Okay. To that finish line in terms of owning her sexuality and being all it is to be a woman. Like her songs are literally like, and I quote, you wish my pussy was a kissing booth. Like I'm not, it doesn't get more woman than that. Like name one more thing that gets more female than that. I will wait. I will sit here and I will wait. She literally has a song called woman. And it's all about like her throne. She's depicted in these music videos of like, it's like literal sexual, like literally my nipples are hard just talking about it. It is like sexual female power on steroids. Like she's giving these guys as lap dance, you know, she is like owning her. She is like not shy. It is like the curves and there, and I love sidebar how it's real. Like every now and then it'll be a little like stretch marks, this or that. I'm all about like the whole aesthetic and the whole vibe. But I thought this is a perfect, you know, a perfect example of how it is just messy. And it's just a complex issue. And there is no black and white because in the beginning of her video, best friend with sweetie, there's this whole scene. I talked about it in one of my newsletters once where, This guy comes up to them. They're tanning at a pool, okay. And this guy comes up to them, and he's like, "Oh, I know all these men are trying." Meanwhile, they're like looking flossy as fuck. Like they're literally wearing floss. Literally, when I say flossy, like they're wearing floss on their bodies, basically, okay. But like their tits, their ass, the whole thing, and it's glorious. They have like the heels. They're just like amazing. And this guy's like, "I'm not gonna objectify you like all these other guys." Blah blah. And you can tell he's a loser. Like get lost. But it's funny because they have this whole dialogue, and they're like oh, you know, look at this fake woke misogynist. Like he's actually really helping the feminist movement. No, this is just low key toxic masculinity, blah, blah. And part of me was like, I get it because I understand like how annoying that would be. But also- it's almost like, what do you want guys to do? And I've talked about this before, but it's like, what do you want them to do? Because you're out here, like looking like the epitome of a gorgeous, sexy woman. And you expect a guy to look at you and just think that you are a potato sack. Like they're going to see you and picture their dick in you. I don't understand. And again, I've talked about this whole thing, but it goes into that issue of like, well, women are doing it for themselves and blah, blah. But you know what? Don't expect the dudes not to look and not to enjoy and not to picture bossing your asshole with that very thong. Like it's gonna happen. But I just thought like Doja Cat, like if you haven't look at her stuff, because it's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, which is like, we want that male attention. We want to look sexy. We want to like have their balls in the bottom of our hand, literally and figuratively. But then if they're objectifying or making a comment, it's like toxic masculinity or it's fake woke or fake or misogynist, whatever. And so it just goes into this whole thing where I really don't know where all of this is going to go. It is so confusing. I'll tell you this. I hope it doesn't, I hope it does get a little more traditional and I don't mean to sound, you know, out of touch, but again, I think it's like, we're confused And we want that attention and dynamic from each other. And when it comes to business, we just want to be respected as we should. And we want to be able to get our achievements, accomplish our goals, you know, make shit happen. And all of this shit is just kind of getting in the way and making everything more confusing. So I think if we got back to a little bit more of like, the primal, you know, the basics, if you will, maybe that'll go a long way because this is just convoluting everything. Not only in our sex lives, I shouldn't even say it's convoluting because that it made that shit disappear, but, uh, you know, in work as well, right? And in success. So that's a little something to think about. Okay, that was basically ate up the whole episode, um, but that's okay. Oh, and here's another example I forgot to mention is... Um, Ariana Grande's uh positions video you see her in all of these roles that we rarely see women in like she is you know the leader of the free world she is officer-in-chief she is and she isn't in this ugly boring pantsuit like she looks so chic and so hot and so gorgeous and she's calling the shots, like whether it be down the hall with her little binder and everyone's following her or whether it be in the oval office, you know, positions. Okay, so shout out to that. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, we see it, we see it and we're gonna reach for it. And we don't need to be complaining about it. We're just gonna do it. So how's that for a position, okay? So really quickly, I'm just gonna summary That's ate up most of the thing, which is good though, because I've had that on my mind. Um, I've had it on my mind, okay? Uh, okay, so we need to be thriving. Yes, absolutely. All righty. So lastly, I'm gonna sum up my last three very quickly because though, like this took precedent. This was this was this is more important. Okay. So content. Okay. So obviously, we're all over wokeism now. I see this going two ways, one of two ways, or both ways. I'm going to predict because people are going a wall and having a conniption that there's a white bachelor again, despite the fact that the last bachelor we had was black and she chose a black, black contestant. And I also get a kick out of when woke uh, outlets critique the fact that when there have been black bachelorettes, they pick white guys. Like as if it's like, well, I'm sorry. Like, what uh, do you, are you trying to control everything? Like, can these people like Get the dick that they need or not? Like, are you kidding? So, people are all up in arms because they think now, after all this, after Chris Harrison was fired and replaced by the season by two women, one of whom was black. Okay. Um, there was just a black bachelor. Like I said, she picked a black man, but now they're going with a white guy. So, they think they're going all backwards. I think that networks, I'm predicting there's going to be some sort of outlandish, kooky, like so beyond crazy woke reality maybe dating show that you're just gonna be like what literally no one ever signed up for this what okay or or i think that to be the counterculture I think people are starting to realize that this is all fucking crazy. So I think that there's going to be some sort of series or a movie or a show to really say like, fuck you. And that just goes balls to the wall. Like at some point, it's like a pressure cooker. This shit is just going to come right out because we're tired of the woke police telling us how we can and can't, cannot navigate in the world. And with media, like we're sick of it. Right. So going off of that, we have big projects coming out. We have the new keeping up with the card Kardash- keeping up, I don't know, Kardashians project on hulu remains to be seen we have pam and tommy okay which is all about like the first celebrity sex tape between tommy lee like rock star couple rock star 90s very grunge um and pam anderson right and it was leaked to the world and they didn't do it it was this like disgruntled um, person who Seth Rogen plays, which he is also like, needs to shut the fuck up about things in general, but it's fine. I can get to that another time. Um, okay. So, and what's funny about that is that people like Vogue already have issues with the Pam and Tommy, um, series. They're billing it as a comedy, but it's based off of what happened. Okay. And Vogue already has an issue with it because the headline was like, does anyone else see this trailer as you know, incredibly, what was it? It was like, does anyone see this trailer as I have to pull it up because it's that crazy? Hold on. Give me one second. It was something like incredibly offensive. Oh deeply. That's what it was. I told you that word was important as deeply offensive. And they say that it's offensive because it portrays like this very thing, right? The idea that like Tommy Lee was a stud because he was in a sex tape and Pam Anderson was a slut and it like ruined her career and all this. And what ended up unfolding in real life was how, you know, Tommy Lee ended up actually going to serving time because he ended up abusing, Um, Pam Anderson and his kids so it became this whole thing but nonetheless so that's why they're saying it's so disrespectful and so offensive because of how it played out and apparently Pam Anderson hasn't um apparently she's not thrilled about this new project which by the way is coming out the day before my birthday so happy early birthday um but you know, apparently she's not thrilled about it, but she hasn't talked about it openly. But my thing is, you know, and Pam Anderson, I've talked about her a lot, but she never like talk about sex icon, right. And someone who used their beauty to um, succeed and to become famous and to become an icon, but she never complained, even when it came to me too. And all this, she always took a, you know bigger person approach. And I really love that about her. So I would love to see her come out and continue that, but we will see, we will see. Cause that those are really, I think women to look up to. Right. But the thing I want to say about this is I don't think people are looking at it from that lens. And it's like, stop trying to make it something it's not. You know, apparently it actually has a good story about, you know, privacy and laws and you know, breaking boundaries and things that how that, you know, how much they've changed since then and before celebrities release sex tapes on purpose and the repercussions and all of that. And It's just a fun, nostalgic ride. Because again, it reminds us of a simpler time, the fun, the nineties, like the rock and roll. And by the way, Tommy Lee was the drummer of Motley Crue. So if you don't know this, someone call Jewel to save your soul because I give up. But the thing that people are talking about the most is how much um, the stars look like Tommy and Pam. So I think it's just gonna be a fun blast from the past. And again, like the woke are having a seizure because they're billing it as like the real fucking, you know, story. Like they literally say that in the trailer. And so what I think though is crazy here is I think, funny enough, there's also two huge projects coming out next year, which is the Lord of the Rings prequel and the, um what's the other one? I'm sorry, the Game of Thrones prequel, which is coming out first. And my prediction, I actually feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like we are actually going to be potentially talking about and drawn to stuff like the Kardashian and Tommy Lee's over these. And I know that these are huge projects and I'm a huge, like no one loves Gandalf the Gray more than I do, but I actually feel like, um, I don't know. I think that we're so burnt out and exhausted. I was reading a piece in the Wall Street Journal about how our our attention spans are literally null. Like they are nothing because we're dealing with the everyday, all of it. You know, it's too overwhelming. I don't have to tell you guys, you know, but the stress of the pandemic and our lives and we're overstimulated. So part of me is like, are we going to be drawn to things that are like popcorn-y, quick, you know, can watch it and don't have to think too hard, you know? And I thought to myself, but Squid Game did really well. And that wasn't so light and fun and reality and escapee or nostalgic like these ones. But the thing with Squid Game is that it did capture the dread of our lives. Like look at the pinky, my flicked up pinky right now. And don't forget, And it did sort of have, like it moved quick and like the pops of colors and all of that kind of made it like bingy. So things like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, like we all know, like, look, we love them so much, but let's not act like, you know, five minutes in. And you have drooled a kiddie pool's worth of puddle on your lap. Like sometimes, like that is what I will watch sometimes literally to go to sleep is the Lord of the Rings. So they're drawn out. You know, you got to stick along for the ride. And do we have the attention for that? I don't know. Also, when it comes to the Kardashians, I would love to see them. um, I would really love to see them do like a savage reality show about like being an influencer, but like make it savage make it savage. Like I miss the Simon Cowles of the world. I miss people telling it how it is. And so that would be a fun ride. Like I'm talking Tyra. I'm talking Tyra on America's next hot model, like pulling no punches and not trying to be polite now. Okay. Second to last, speaking of Tyra, I think that there is going to be somebody big maybe obscure who who runs for office I really think so and I feel like people like Matthew McConaughey I was all for that because he was like for the people but he was a pussy and dropped out but like you're gonna think I'm crazy here are some people I think would be good okay Tyra for that very reason like people who are self-made in this country and are like for the people by the people are smart and can like deliver us what we want believe it or not, Kim Kardashian. And I've talked about this before because she has talked about how she is neither left nor right. And let's not forget that she is the next Elle Woods over here making it all happen. Okay. And twerking on her law books. Let's not forget. Also, I could see somebody like, hear me out. I could see somebody like a Joe Rogan or a Ricky Gervais because again like the self-made thing and Ricky Gervais like think about Arnold Schwarzenegger like someone who was like an immigrant like came over here from the outside you know and also like and and just like made it happen and let's not forget Ricky Gervais's <laughs> golden globe speech when he tore Hollywood five new assholes again a person of the people do you know what i mean so i could really see that happening and as far as joe rogan like i know the woke again like literally drowns himself every time they hear him talk but again, a lot like the Arnold Schwarzenegger who don't forget was governor of California, but it's like that whole, right? Like the, I could see the parallels, like the bodybuilder, the show business. And then like, but you have ideas about like the world and culture and policy. So I'm just saying, you know, and like Joe Rogan's podcast, I'm just saying it gets more views than CNN in like the last decade times the square root of pi. So it's just something to think about. Obviously people want to hear what he has to say. Okay. And lastly, this is going to sound fucking obscure and out there. And that's because it is literally. So all of this, I'm fascinated. I have the Aquarius symbol on the back of my tattoo, the stars, the constellation, and I'm obsessed with space probably because I wish that I could reside there I don't even give a fuck if you give me an oxygen tank just let me go just let me roll and let me see if I could fend for myself if I'm a Sandra or if I'm a George Clooney okay but we're discovering all of these things in space which I think is really cool okay like everybody gave Jeff Bezos shit for sending rockets up there and listen I have no problems with it. I love the fact that it was designed like a dick. And also- he's discovering, like they're out there discovering cool things about space. Who cares? Like, do you want to stay here? Obviously it's not going well. So let's discover elsewhere, shall we? Like there's a big whole infinite galaxy out there, people. So, but here are some other things too. Okay. They recently discovered a huge supply of water on Mars in a Grand Canyon, I think. Okay. Also the James Webb telescope by NASA. This is really cool. It was the Uh, It was finally put into space. It blasted off. It's a million miles from the earth. I believe it's the biggest telescope out there, but it's a million miles from earth. And it's so big and it's so far that they can't even make tweaks or adjustments or like uh, repairments. Like it's just out there. It's floating. It's going to hopefully tell us about extraterrestrial life. How cool is that? And another one of NASA's, um, ships I saw that went out there recently actually touched, got closest then more than ever broke a record to the sun. So I'm just saying like, we're learning about all of these things. Hopefully we will learn about some sort of rock that we can live on that does not consist of this. But my prediction is There is going to be some type of like crazy discovery and we're going to be so preoccupied. I'm going to bring it back to the beginning with the ongoing culture wars, with digging our heels in, with more obscureness on both sides, okay? With more, you know, men having the audacity to come in here and bulldoze and try to take ownership of all of the things that women have fought decades for i.e., okay, childbirth, you know, whatever it is, maternity leave, and um, voting and having a voice, having a career, having an opinion, having an essay, having rights to your own body. Okay. All of that. But men are suddenly in here, like trying to do all that as if they were the ones who did it, but no, we were the ones who did. It, and we could, we should still be the ones continuing to do it. And that's why it like really grinds my gears. and makes me feel a type of way when I see men, um, over here, like trying to like hop on that bandwagon and take credit for it, you know, because like we've been the ones doing the work all these years, like us and all the women before us that we stand on the shoulders of, but any- Anyhow, so we're dealing with all of that in our heads, all of this crazy, like who's going to think what you think Omicron all of a sudden overnight is going to go to her booty call and be done here. No, like this, all this chaos and all the shit is going to continue. And that's why I feel like we're going to be so preoccupied. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like poetic and it's like, what's going on in real life? Because we're so obsessed and in our phones so constantly that we're missing the world around us. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen because I guarantee you there's going to be some really cool shit out there. Intergalactic shit. We're going to be so consumed with all of this crap, bogging us down, making us confused, not making sense that we just might miss it. Okay. Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't look around, you might miss it. Okay. So with that said, with that said, don't miss your life. Okay. Don't miss this episode. (laughs) Don't miss one episode of cancel me, baby. I hope you guys, by the way, I hope that you had a fab Christmas. I was so I was so on Uranus, by the way, that in my last two episodes, I forgot to mention that it was in fact the holidays and wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, the whole thing, whatever it may be, you know, your goldfish's birthday. I don't care, but nonetheless, I hope that they were beautiful. I hope that they were amazing. You know, we straddled Santa the last two weeks, basically with our episodes, you know, of the la of the past, where we are now, now we talked about where we're going and I hope that as we continue to navigate this together, you know, there is a lot of bleakness out there. There is a lot of confusion, but the good thing is I have you, you have me, we have one another to navigate through all of this with. And thank God for that. So, I hope you guys have an incredible new year. I will probably be here in Florida staring at my mom and I'm going to quote Fer- Ferris Bueller once again because we are in times of chaos. So, look around, take it all in. Life moves fast, and if you don't look around, you could miss it. And I think what he really meant is if you don't look and or listen to Cancel Me Baby, you are clearly, cause I like predicted all this shit years ago and I'm predicting it now, you might just miss it. So get on it. Okay. And all I can say is thank God we have each other and you know what? Together we won't miss a beat. Thank God we made it this far and happy fucking new year. I will see you guys in 2022.